Welcome to the FarmD Money Podcast, where certified financial planner Derek Delaney brings financial education and observation to help pharmacists navigate their most important financial questions. Welcome in FarmD Nation to episode number 74 of the FarmD Money Podcast. My name is Derek Delaney. Thank you all for joining me today. Because of the economic conditions we're experiencing right now with poor investment performance and a lot of volatility going on in investment markets and the uncertainty in our economy in general, as far as where we go from here, will we hit a recession? What's the worst case scenario that could play out? There are a lot of questions and concerns consumers have about what to do with their money now and what they can expect or should do with their money moving forward. And it's led a lot of people to lift their head up and go, well, don't I have a financial advisor that is supposed to be helping me answer a lot of these questions? And if that's the question you're asking yourself, the following question is, well, if they're not doing that for me, should I fire my advisor? After all, my investments are down. I'm not performing very well this year. Should I make the decision to cut bait now, fire my advisor, and find somebody else? And because that question is being asked now more and more frequently due to everything that's gone on in 2022, I want to dedicate this podcast episode to answering that exact question, where if you find yourself in that specific situation, what are some things you should use in order to help you make the best decision for yourself and for your family when it comes to determining whether firing your financial advisor is truly what is best for you? So, To start, I think the first thing people need to do before they make the decision on whether to cut bait and move on from their financial professional or not is to go back and really recall why the relationship was started to begin with. What did you set out to achieve by hiring your financial advisor in the first place? And are you still on track doing that? And are you still working toward that goal? And are you still in alignment with that advisor? So... I know a lot of people who end out looking for a financial advisor solely for the fact that they want that advisor to invest their money and earn more than the market. And a lot of financial professionals out there are more than happy to take that on as their main responsibility as an advisor. Because a lot of advisors aren't stupid. They know that generally investment markets go up seven out of 10 years historically. And if they can get on the right side of that, they can manage that money for that client for a long period of time, earn good fees off of that, and both sides of the relationship will be happy. So if your relationship with your advisor is solely based on rate of return and growing your money, you're going to want to, one, go back and look at that investment policy statement that you and your advisor set up. What was the goal of the investment account? Was it truly to try to outperform the investment market and get you the highest possible rate of return you possibly could get? The second thing you're going to want to look at if your relationship was based on rate of return is what fees are being collected for that service. So if you're getting charged 1%, 1.5%, 2% on your money in order to outperform the investment markets, and now you find yourself in 2022 underperforming dramatically and your investment performance is in your investment holdings are not in lockstep with what was in that investment policy statement, then alarm bells should be going off and red flags should be going off because you're not getting the type of value in return that was promised or that was expected at the beginning of the relationship 
based off of the fact that you went into the relationship with the advisor for that advisor to get you an outsized rate of return, even more than what the market is producing now, or in 2022, losing less money than what the general market is losing in 2022. So it's important to go back to the beginning of the relationship and look at what was promised. Why did you start that relationship with the advisor to begin with? And if it was based off of rate of return and investment performance, dig a little deeper, look at the investment policy statement, look at the fees, use that information to determine if that advisor truly is under delivering on the rate of return that they promised in the beginning of the relationship. If, however, you went out and you hired a financial advisor for more of a long-term problem-solving partner, more of what a financial planner does, then chances are that hopefully that relationship is extremely valuable right now because even though your investments are probably down this year, there's not a lot of other investment opportunities that are making money. And hopefully there are a lot of things being done for you proactively on a planning standpoint that are bringing value to you through your advisor or planner that isn't necessarily rate of return focused from an investment standpoint. And that brings me to the second thing you should look at is what is the advisor doing proactively to help you out during turbulent times like we're experiencing right now? And if the answer to that is, well, I don't know, or if the answer is nothing, well, that maybe should highlight firing your advisor as maybe something you should consider. But more often than not, a lot of financial professionals are doing proactive stuff above and beyond just the rate of return you see on your quarterly statements. And good advisors are doing things behind the scenes that are setting the table to help benefit you even more once our economy turns and once investment markets turn for the better. But a lot of the time, a lot of people go, you know what, I haven't heard from my financial advisor. I only talk to them one time a year. They're not very proactive. I don't see them doing any work for me behind the scenes. Should that be the reason for me to fire that advisor? And my answer is, well, look a little deeper. The first question I would ask that advisor is, how many clients do they have right now? I know a lot of financial advisors that have 500 to 1,000 to 2,000 clients that are part of their quote-unquote book of business, and they just don't have enough time in the day to be able to do proactive work for each one of those clients. And that should be an alarm bell that says, maybe this isn't an appropriate fit for me because as I need that advisor most, so do probably all of his other clients, and there's probably just not enough time or resources that advisor has to be able to service so many clients, and I don't want to be one of 500, one of 1,000, or one of 2,000. The other thing you have to ask yourself is, was that financial advisor hired to be proactive to begin with? Or did you engage in a relationship that was based on product sales? If you engaged an advisor based off of product sales where they sold you an annuity or they sold you some life insurance or they sold you some sort of investment portfolio, is it their job to be proactive when investment markets are down or was it their job to sell you that product and now that you bought that product, even if it was a long time ago or recently, it's not their job to worry about how you're doing right now. And if that's the case, the hard reality is it's not the advisor's fault. It's your fault for engaging with a financial professional whose duty of care to you ends as soon as you sign on the dotted line to purchase that financial product. And again, if that's the case, yes, fire that advisor because they're probably not truly your advisor to begin with and moving on and finding somebody else is probably what's going to be in your best interest. 
And then the last thing when you want to look at is your advisor being proactive is to really understand, are they competent enough to be proactive and do the things that are really going to help you during current economic conditions we're in right now? There are a lot of financial professionals out there who could be newer to the industry or could have many, many decades of experience in the industry who are good at one or two things. And that one or two things may not necessarily provide value during times we're experiencing right now. So again, some advisors may be great at sales. They may be great at selling specific investment products. We'll use life insurance, for example. There could be advisors out there who sell life insurance and they're phenomenal at that, but they call themselves a financial advisor. So they're indistinguishable from anybody else. And you hired that person, they sold you life insurance. And now you expect that financial advisor, quote unquote, to do proper tax planning and proper retirement planning and distribution planning during tough economic conditions like we're experiencing right now, when the reality is they were good at life insurance. They're not good at any of this other stuff. They're not competent enough to do a lot of this other stuff. And if that's the case, and that's something you need as a consumer of financial services, yes, finding a new advisor and firing the one you have right now may be what's in your best interest, but you don't know that until you dig a little deeper and you ask some of those questions when you think about, is your advisor being proactive? And finally, the last thing you're going to want to consider on whether or not to fire your financial professional is, do you see value in the current relationship with the advisor you have right now? I don't care if they're being proactive. I don't care if the relationship started off as just them earning you a high rate of return on your money or whatever else. Currently right now, is the work they're doing for you valuable? We're experiencing really tough economic conditions right now. We're experiencing the type of investment performance in bond portfolios, which are supposed to be the safe investments for a lot of people that we haven't experienced ever So there is a lot of angst and a lot of nervousness in a lot of financial consumers today. And the best thing financial advisors can do is to help them get through that and deliver value on top of that to hopefully ease a lot of that uneasiness a lot of people are experiencing right now. And the question you have to ask is, if I step back, is there value in any way being delivered to me to that advisor, whether that's helping me feel better about the situation I'm in, or are they doing things behind the scenes that are relieving some of the pain long-term that we're experiencing right now because of poor investment performance and the current economic environment we find ourselves right now? Is it worth what I'm paying them, what I'm getting back in return in value based off of this relationship? And if the answer is yes, that should hopefully allow you to slow your roll and not be too um, knee-jerky about your decision to fire your advisor. But if the resounding answer to that question is no, well, again, it's another flag going up in favor of firing your advisor and finding somebody else who can suit your needs or fulfill those needs that you have better than what the current advisor you're currently working with is doing right now. So should you fire your advisor? Well, what was the relationship based off? What did you start out with that advisor to achieve? Is your advisor being proactive? And do you see value in the relationship right now? Answer those three questions. If you can't answer them, dig a little bit deeper in each one of those. And if any one of those three is a no, reevaluate the relationship. If all three are a no, 
you 100% should be looking elsewhere because there are a lot of other financial advisors slash planners out there who are doing the type of work you're probably looking for. If you're looking for more information about myself or the podcast, feel free to visit farmdfp.com. You can also email podcast at farmdfp.com with questions, topics, or ideas you'd like to hear more about in future episodes. Until next time, FarmD Nation, be well and happy planning. The FarmD Money Podcast is not intended to be tax, legal, or investment advice. All opinions expressed on the show are for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for tax, legal, or investment advice.